See, you didn't didn't miss a beat. Uh, right back into it. It's like nothing ever happened. It's it's like it hasn't been two months. It's been well, technically speaking, nothing <laughs> did happen. It was the absence of anything happening that was really kind of the problem. So how are you? Uh, fine. You? I'm doing well. I see you're very festive today. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got my s- spiderweb, pumpkin, and bat Hawaiian button-up shirt on. So here's here's a question: Are you calling them pumpkins, or are you like correctly referring to them as jack o' lanterns? Oh, I guess they, they are, are jack o' lanterns, but the girls call them pumpkins. Oh, so you haven't you haven't gone dad correcting them yet? No, that, why would I do that? No, no, they, they gotta, they're they gotta... they're pumpkins. It's fine. Yeah, it's not an issue. They, they, they really I, like I'm, I'm kind of festive Hell. with my with my beer choice. Oh, tonight. you got a skull beer. Yeah. At what uh, what brand of beer is that that you're going to now plug? Well, it, so this is Stone Brewing in Escondido. Oh, their, their mascot is a gargoyle. So I guess this is as close to Halloween as I'm going to get because we all know that I do not like this holiday. Well, I managed to get my Halloween decorations up on October first. Uh. I was right very out the gate. I was very pleased that you did it the month of Spooktober and yeah, not I, like a day before. Yeah, I got it on October 1st. I did almost put it up the weekend before, which would have been September something. I'm not I can't remember exactly what. I almost put it up on September 26th. Then I figured you'd Ouch. yell at me. So, <laughs> well, only if you told me that you and I know you would have. Oh, like, I 100% like, would have. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Just like any time yes. I dip you, fries you, in Frosty at Wendy's, I have to tell you. Uh, you have to tell me, or send a video, or include my wife, so she also... Well, no, obviously, because we're we are aligned <laughs> on this. Fries and Frosties go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, nope. Everybody, everybody in the audience is agreeing with me right now. That's what's happening. <laughs> audience of one. Yeah, my mom agrees with me, probably, I think. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, she might. I don't know. I haven't actually asked her about her uh, French fry and Frosty thoughts, so maybe well, I'll have to ask her and, about that. You're using name brands again. I mean, because we don't, we, don't, we don't frequent the Wendy's, so... We, no, I don't, I don't even know where there is a Wendy's. Right. So it, it's simplified to, like, fries and shakes, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Which yeah. are so also delicious. that... Yes, and any time that there is uh, an opportunity to get fries and a shake, everyone goes for it, except for me. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. It's a real shame. You're missing out. And that's fine, you know? Like, everyone's entitled to their taste, and then some people are just disgusting and dip their fries in shakes. That's, that's okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you're in the minority here, both in your family and in the public at large. I, I and I can empathize with that. Um, I'm okay. You enjoy your your shakes and fries, and I will enjoy my my shake by itself, and then my fries dipped in whatever sauce is available. Oh yeah, you have a preference for sauce for fries? Well, okay, it depends on the on the location. I swear, if you say uh, mayo, <laughs> oh gross, just okay. mayo, like mayo, mayo. Period, yeah, like just, just mayo. Nope, it's nope, a thing. Nope that that. That's, uh, I don't, I don't think I've tried that, but I'm not a big enough fan of mayonnaise to, uh, no, <laughs> to buy fries yeah. in them. The, the thought of connecting those two things never, never crossed my mind. Um, but no, like ketchup French okay. fries, mayo and shakes. <laughs> wow. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Maybe no. Maybe it depends um, on what order you do it in. Anyway, what, you, what but the you problem is. The, 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 I'm going to walk into a trap here, though, because the problem is, is that one of the sauces that I do like has a, a strong mayonnaise base. Um, so, well, but a base is a bit like, fries? yeah, yeah. But like I said, I, I didn't want to, you know, walk into a, to a trap here where you're like, well, technically you like mayonnaise uh, with your fries then. Uh, I mean, that's why I had to clarify. Not what, mayonnaise, like, what you are you know? saying? Like you like horseradish sauce, tartar sauce? What are we talking about here? Well, no, it's like, uh, you know, like the, so, okay, I'm going to plug Chick-fil-A, even though I don't like plugging Chick-fil-A, um, because the Chick-fil-A sauce, uh, is like mayonnaise with some 
ketchup and barbecue sauce, mustard, I think, some other things. Mm. Um, and it's it's good. It's a nice little tangy sauce, but it's it's very mayonnaise based. Oh, I am unaware of this sauce, but uh, it turns out to have fat for fries. No, yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, or I used to fries. I used to mix uh, mustard and mayo together to make an excellent dipping sauce for fries, which is similar. It's got like a tangy tanginess to it, but mm-hmm. it's not like because dipping fries in must just like straight mustard. Well, <laughs> you got to cut the mustard somehow, right? You got to. No, thank you. All right. So, okay, we, we we can meet in the middle there. That's fine. Dipping sauces for fries are good, right? Yeah, well, you, you got, I mean, dipping you... sauces, Do you, is is a shake a dipping sauce? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Consult John Hodgman. A shake is not a dipping sauce. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to have to bring this up. <laughs> I think we'll have to send this in. <laughs> is a shake a dipping sauce for fries? Feels like but yes. No, because, I mean, you know what he's going to say is that... It, it's not because you can drink a shake by itself and you can't drink ketchup by itself. I mean, well, that's a challenge <laughs> challenge accepted, but no one, no, no person in the right mind would, unless it's a competitive eating contest. I mean, or a Guinness book of world records challenge. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, that's true. Uh, I think what you would actually end up saying is I'm not going to take this case. Cause I, as a, as court president said, no more is this of this cases that are food related. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> he doesn't want to be the hot dog guy, and yet he is. Yep. Is a hot dog a sandwich, Adam? No. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're in agreement on that too. Awesome. Look at look at us finding this common ground uh to work together. There it is. Yeah. So it's been four months since we last recorded. <laughs> four months? Oh yes. Man. Uh we just got our van back a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> No way, really? So okay, when we last recorded, that was the day the van broke down. Uh-huh. And it went into the to the shop. And then uh-huh. we got it back a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yep. And so, um... Yeah, oh, and Is I, it the I, same van at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it just sat there waiting for a transmission to come in. Because its transmission oh, needed okay. to be replaced. And then... It was sitting on a boat at LA uh, at, at the port of LA, just got it, hanging out. And then uh, it finally got unloaded and shipped up here. And then they did they. Uh, this was the first of this type of van because we have the plug-in hybrid one. They had never mm-hmm. done a transmission on this van, so the actual repair also took significant. Like diagnosing it took like a month. Then they ordered the part. Eesh. Even though this is the thing. I was like, it's clearly a transmission. There's a light on the dashboard that's like blinking. And when I looked it up, it means transmission. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can see how they want the part though. Uh, it turns out just the part is all transmission. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it's all transmission thing. and they had to get it specially approved by Chrysler to do the repair. So they had to, they had to drain the transmission and then like show that there were like little bits of metal in the transmission fluid before <laughs> the Chrysler would like release a transmission to them. Oh my gosh. To repair, this sounds like, just like John Syracuse's mouse. Uh, yeah, it does. Like John Syracuse's mouse with Microsoft. Yes. Like it was just like the most ridiculous level of like bureaucracy just to get my van back. And then they didn't get us a rental car for two months. Oh, okay. So you've only had a rental car for two of the four months that you haven't had the van essentially. Uh, well, technically we only had the, we were without the van for three months. Because okay, so for one of those months, you did not have a rental car. One of the months we didn't have a rental car. We had the Mustang that I had just purchased the last time. And then we had the new Mustang that we just purchased as well. The electric Wait, one. Oh, did you get, did you purchase another Mustang? Did you do the Mach-E? I did. did. We did. Okay. Yes. So we have a, we had a Mach-E and then somebody hit that in the parking lot. Oh, uh, it's not very badly damaged, but it does need to go in for repair. But quite literally that has taken long enough for us to get like all of our cars in order because the used Mustang that I bought needed a repair done. The repair got done, but then, um, it wasn't quite done right. And to the credit of the mechanic, they didn't argue about this at all, but, uh, like, like the repair doesn't done right. So one of the valves popped out and, uh, it's an interference engine. So when the valve, when the tap, it popped out, the valve impacted or more accurately, the piston impacted the valve and bent it. So 
It needed a whole new head gasket, several new valves, some new lifters. That took a really long time, and obviously the car wasn't driving during that time period. Wow. Um, and so that that took a long time. So that car was out out of commission. The van was out of commission. We sold the other car that we replaced with the Mustang Maki, and then the Mustang Maki was supposed to go in to get some body work done after it had gotten hit in the parking lot while parked. Uh, and uh. But it, literally, the insurance claim against the uh, the the person who hit the car's insurance was closed because I didn't get the repair done in time. So I had to contact the insurance company and be like, "Look, I realize that it has been a while, but this is literally the only car we have. I can't, I can't, I can't like take it in. So you need to reopen it." And so that's going to go in for to the shop in like a week and a half or something like that. Oh, I just dropped our car off at the shop today. <laughs> Oh no! Are, did you give up and they're doing the VTEC? Uh, no, actually, um, did I? T- okay, so so the van that we have, we bought another car. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. It, okay, so four months. So in July, we bought a new car. Um, I mean, it it has been a while. It, it has been a while. So the and van, the, that and, we were and driving, let me just say to those of you listening, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, maybe cover our bases, Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Valentine's Day, I think, will be inaccurate. That, that'll be the <laughs> we'll point. shoot for Valentine's Day. <laughs> shoot for the moon. Uh, so the van, yes, was it needed struts and it needed. Um, well, the, there's an oil leak that we still have yet to fully diagnose. But one of the the major oil leaks was coming from the drain plug, and on the Honda Odysseys, it's an aluminum drain plug or drain pan. So it, they're very frequent for like stripping the the pan. Um, so when I was changing the oil after we were doing the struts, I very quickly noticed that, oh, yeah, this is totally stripped, right? Like I could turn it and then sure enough, like it was holding on by like maybe one or two threads. So the oil leak was much worse after changing the oil because just as you loosen it, more and more aluminum kept coming off. So uh, you can replace the entire oil pan, which is obviously very expensive and obviously very labor intensive because you have to drop a whole bunch of components like the exhaust and a couple others to get actually to the drill uh, drain pan or you can buy what's called a time cert which is a stainless steel insert that basically uh you tap you know retap or bore through the uh <clears throat> the the aluminum pan and then do this uh threaded insert for this time cert which is kind of wobbled so it just makes a tight seal and now you have a stainless steel or just a, a steel insert rather than the aluminum one uh so i reluctantly you know got this time cert kit and spent you know an afternoon retapping my oil pan <laughs> Ooh, fun. without removing it and then it was great because obviously i'm i'm you know i'm tapping and shaving off all this aluminum I'm like how am i going to get this out of the, the pan and then all the youtube videos which is where you go to if you're talking about you know obviously. old honda odyssey you know car repair like oh just pour a you know a quart of oil down it that should flush out all the aluminum and then you'll be good so uh i did that and so far you know knock on wood it's been it's been pretty good there's still an oil leak somewhere and the power steering is still squeaky but it's fine we now have that car and then we ended up getting uh, a model three so we've been driving that car but that's the car i had to drop off today uh because after some fluke thing it said uh our cameras the cameras and gps stopped working and every conceivable thing that i could do to reboot this tesla outside of unplugging the battery which i tell you not to do uh was not working so oh, i dropped wow. out today so you had to take your brand new tesla into the shop for an issue that does sound very yeah. tesla <laughs> it does sound very tesla and i was like you know it's been a while it's been okay and then it's like oh well here we go so horror stories aside we'll see how it goes i'm kind of they put us in a rental car which i'm driving now like okay here's a question for you if you drive an electric car and then you take your electric car in for service, what do you expect as an equivalent replacement for a rental car? An electric car. Yeah, that's that's not how that works uh, at all. I got the exact opposite of what the car I was driving they was. They gave you a V12 Dodge Viper. They gave me a V8 Chevrolet Yukon that's not even the same class of vehicle as a model three. No, 
That's a they isn't a Yukon a, a full sized SUV? <laughs> it's a full size SUV. Yes, it is. That's like so, a three row SUV. That's like a Model X. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's bigger than a Model X. But yes, exactly. So because I, I went there with my kids, right? Because uh, today the kids did not have school, uh, and today was the day that you know the Tesla appointment was. So I had to go take them up with me. So I go up there and like, oh, you have all your kids with you? And I was like, yeah, the three kids. And he's like, okay, so you need a big car. I was like, well, no, just one that seats, you know, four total. He's like, right. okay. And when the person, you know, came over with the rental car, they're like, oh, yeah, so is this going to work for you? They said you needed a big car. And I was like, I, I, want to, I want to leave here. So, yes, fine. Give me the car. I don't want to wait another 15 minutes to go back and get another car and come back, right? I didn't want to do that, so. Uh yeah, I am Ooh, 16, some gas. Sixteen MPG city and twenty MPG highway. Twenty miles per gallon on the highway. So I, I turned on the, the trip meter, right? For the last four hundred miles, it was averaged eighteen miles per gallon. Which is oh. funny because that's about what the van gets. You know, we have an older van, so that's kind of on par with, you know, what we're getting now. So I'll oh live with my it. Gosh. That's painful though. That that's I mean yeah, 18 miles per gallon combined, 20 miles per gallon highway. 20, 20 miles per gallon on the highway. It, it's, it was a, uh, And you gas know, prices it, are $5 a gallon currently. Well, in the rental company, you know, usually I don't do the fill-up. I'm like, oh, I'll fill it up myself before I bring it back. And they're like, yeah, so here's the fill-up. It's four fifty a gallon. I'm like, yep, like, deal. Done. <laughs> Sold. Exactly. <laughs> As I drove by all the other gas stations that are four eighty nine in California, I'm like, yep. yeah, that's a four fifty is looking real good right now. Yeah, that four fifty, like even just a convenience thing, because you can get go, go to Costco and get it for like four twenty or four thirty or something like that. But convenience wise, yeah, and you're going to be guzzling a lot of gas in that dang thing. <laughs> I'm going to try not to drive it anywhere. I mean, so when I when I drop off the Mustang to get the body work done, since this isn't done through Ford or anything like that. I'm just going to get some gas car. Heck, when we when we finally got a rental car for the van, it was a freaking Dodge uh Charger. Oh boy. Fancy. Yeah, I hated that car. It's like once you like that okay, you now have an electric car. Once you've driven an electric car that's fast and you like hit and and then you go back to driving like an automatic transmission even like th- this was a V6 in the Charger, so it was it wasn't the biggest engine, but it's 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 supposedly speedy enough. But like every time you go into a shift and everything like that, you're like, mm, screw this. <laughs> I know there's such a delay. Instant torque to to wheel is is a is a beautiful it's, thing. It is good. Which model three did you get? We did the long range dual motor. Oh, you got the all wheel drive. Okay, wheel drive. Yep. Uh, we got it in blue. Oh, spent that money. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Oh, jeez. They charge so much for colors at Tesla. Yeah. Like, you want a car yeah. that's not boring? $2,000. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think, the... I don't I don't remember if the blue was 2000 I think the blue the is 1000 and the red is 2000 or something like yeah. that. Like, that is no, so no one much money the red except for, me. for paint. Yeah. I was the only one who wanted red. Um, and, you know, like, this is our first electric car. I know you've kind of had your foray into, you know, kind of the plug-in hybrids, and then... And we had um, a Nissan Leaf. You had a leaf for for a bit too. Yeah. So this is our first time actually owning an electric car. And, you know, range anxiety was the thing we had to kind of adapt to, which quickly, you know, you you adjust to, especially now because the range is so the range is so good cars. that you don't even think about it. Like that's the yeah. same on the Mach E. It's it's two hundred and seventy miles of range. It's so good that it's like, eh, I'm yeah. not really thinking about it. And you know, being like quiet and silent and being able to charge it instead of going to a gas station like all of those things are great so and to charge it for free at work well that that's a that's an added perk right that's i, I don't nice think everyone perk. gets that but it's uh that is a, a definite like upgrade or if you have solar you know being able to at least reap reap some of those benefits Woo. uh and then figuring out which rate plan i need to switch to because now we have an electric car oh yeah and then you doing gotta get on that easy rate plan yeah <laughs> see there's except a whole my, specialized except my god is uh the power during the uh high peak so expensive so expensive however we finally have our tesla power walls installed and operational you finally got your batteries cool finally and they're still not actually done they still haven't been inspected because they're still not actually complete like they won't pass inspection currently apparently 
how okay so your, your solar array is like barely you know barely productive right like or like it barely generates enough to, to kind of break even at times it it, um, it doesn't even generate since we have uh now that we have the maki um it doesn't generate nearly enough to cover our electrical usage but it covers it covers our like household electrical usage during the summer it covers our household electrical usage excluding charging the car completely during the winter now like we've we've now gotten to the point where the the southern 200 foot 200 foot trees are the sun is sort of like dancing across the top so now we're only generating like 13 or 15 kilowatt hours per day and that's not that's not really enough to to power the house but it is enough to power the house during the peak times from 3 to midnight uh okay well that's what you need off right? the battery like with the battery we're able to only use like this 17 cent per kilowatt hour off peak time power cool. Oh, that's exciting. I will have to uh, bend your ear more um, as we start in looking into that for, for our stuff. Yeah, the, I, like, I like the Powerwalls just fine. The uh, install experience could have been better. <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of Tesla stuff. I mean, like, I like our car, but holy smokes, buying it and getting it and taking it in, like, that's not fun. Like, there are definite pain Yeah, I mean, there. Tesla definitely still has build quality issues. One of the things that was nice about the Mach-E is that since it's made by a car company that literally made its name on, like, quality but fast <laughs> manufacturing, uh, like, they know how to put a car together. So the the build quality is definitely better. Who knows what the long-term, like, maybe the Teslas will be more reliable long-term. Who knows? I don't know. But what's this I hear about uh the the roof stuff on on yours isn't there like a a recall on the Maki roofs or anything There was like on like the original ones. I see, okay. Yeah. Cool. Which I which I also give a pass on new a uh, completely new model like Oh, totally. The my my thing I, with te- my concerned. my main complaint about Tesla is that they've been making the Model 3 now for years and they still can't seem to like they still yeah, have I, some of the worst like first year reliability and it's usually not like the part that makes the car go, that's all very reliable. It's like door handles and cameras and screens and like all of the tech that goes into it that for whatever reason, or like body trim panels that peel off and things like that. Yeah. So when I get my car back in four months, um, I'll let you know what it's like, (laughs) what it eventually ended up being, uh, from the initial diagnosis that they told me, and they were very cryptic in, in, you know, what they said, because, Honestly, there's nothing that the car really tells you. It's not like, you know, other cars that give you like plain text error codes. And they're like, oh, we'll try pushing a software update to it again. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, because you can remote push software updates to my car and maybe fix things. Like, yeah, that that threw an error. So we don't know what that is. And apparently it may be some grounding issue is what they're saying. So I'm like, well, that's awesome. That's good. Uh, Don't worry, though. There's not a lot of electricity in the car. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's not like there's a whole bunch of wattage running through that car. It's fine. Um, Oh, you know. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, this is our podcast where we talk about, you know, cars for a really long time. Yeah, well, the title of this episode is Car Talk. Car Talk. Yeah, click and clack. Car Talk, the dad talk. Yeah, they just they actually just uh, stopped publishing their radio show to NPR stations around the country. So their reruns of the radio show to NPR stations around the country. So we have that. We can fill that niche. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. How do you feel about reading off emails that were sent to you by your uncle? Uh, on on air, uh, with obviously like with with that are just like chain emails. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, forward to three friends, or you will die in three days. Yeah. <laughs> or or you have to laugh very loudly. Uh, and uh, and I love car talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you know I heard okay. So this is you know a little off topic here, but. I heard the like the promo or whatever for Car Talk when they were saying that they were, you know, saying it. It's like, we're going back to way yonder. Well, my, my, my whatever only had two ex wives. And I'm like, wait, what? Are they seriously using that as like a, a funny, funny joke? Oh, that's joke? the joke. That's the joke in every. So do you, have you ever listened to Car Talk? No, I have not listened to Car okay, Talk. Okay. One, I think you'd like it. But two, half of the things that they end up dealing with are like, quarrels between significant others so it's Ah. uh, and so they're asking like a car question like should i leave my foot on the clutch pedal answer no and then but it's then it's like this disagreement between significant others uh and 
but then it comes up where it's like, oh yeah, we're we're experts in in women. Just ask my first two ex wives. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, I I will go through find some back catalog of Car Talk on NPR. And- I mean, they're they're just publishing back catalog now. They're doing best of Car Talk now. That's what they switched to. So they stopped doing the the radio show. They were just playing broad rebroadcasts because uh, Tom, the one with many ex wives, has actually been dead since like 2010 or something like that. Oh wow! Okay, uh, <laughs> and great. Ray is still is still alive, and um, they uh, they do the show, and then now they're just doing best of. They're going all the way back, and they're doing 30 minute chunks of like best of episodes. And there's some amazing calls in there. And you can actually learn a thing or two about cars. It's great. I love car talk. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds good. I'll have to find a way to squeeze that into my podcast repertoire. Yeah. Just, just you know, add to, fo- add to follow uh, and listen on through. Like, I don't think they actually keep a huge backlog in their feed. So. Smash that like button. Yeah. Like, comment, like and subscribe. subscribe. Support me on Patreon. I don't think they do that, but you can donate to your member NPR station to support them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and you can get a tote bag. You like that? Tote bag? Mm. Yeah. No? I will come up with something else. <laughs> uh, or you can donate your car to, so when your van finally dies, you can donate your car to NPR. Uh, oh, we donated the truck to NPR. Oh, so there you go. Oh, yeah, the truck. I forgot about the truck. The truck is no more. The truck is gone. Yeah. Well, the truck has been been done for a while. Yeah. I think that happened like mid-pandemic. Well, I mean, we're still in pandemic, but uh, like <laughs> a year into pandemic. Um, and because we weren't driving anywhere, we didn't need it. And it wasn't until school reopened and, you know, my wife was uh, started teaching full time that we needed another car. There was a very loud thud above me. Uh, upstairs you got some raccoons uh over there is it raccoon season or yeah i think they're uh about a four and a three-year-old or a two-year-old and a four-year-old raccoon uh sneaky little bandits aren't they yeah just climbing all over everything upstairs on the plus side though the four-year-old one is now potty trained oh finally that's great yeah it literally took the uh person at at preschool a week and when we asked her what she did, she said, oh, just what you had been doing. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I just asked her if she needed to go potty. And she was like, yeah, no, you know, she would just, she would just tell me. And I was like, cool. And she was like, this has actually happened to me quite a few times. Basically, if a parent is asking, some kids, if a parent asks them, they'll never do it. But if somebody else does, then they'll, then they'll go ahead. And I was like, cool. Well, it's, it's another figure of authority, right? Like she, she knows how to push your buttons, right? She knows. Oh my God. Where, where <laughs> where's he go? But this other, you know, person at daycare, they're asking like, "Hey, do you need to?" Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's. It's just yes. like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess I'll go along with it. It was. I was just like, okay, fine. I'm really don't care. It as long as it happens. As long as it's done. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the first Saturday back after the week that they tried it, though, Mira um had eight accidents. Yeah. So like she went the entire week having one accident per day at preschool, which was a pretty good, pretty good rate for literally just going like cold Turkey on that Monday. And then eight accidents on that Saturday. And at one point she was just sitting on a chair. She looked me dead in the eyes and said, it's okay if accidents happen and peed on the chair. And I was like, that's not an accident, Mira. <laughs> that's intentional. <laughs> accidents are okay. Accidents are, like accidents happen intentionally peeing on the chair though is where we're going to have problems, but it was an accident. Yeah. I accidentally intentionally did it. Uh, but then literally from that Sunday on, she's had basically, I think I can count the number of accidents she's had on one hand. It was, it's crazy how fast. However, she's very, she doesn't like us watching at all. Like, well, I wouldn't like you watching. Of course not. But what I mean, (laughs) well, so we went to, uh, we went to a park, uh, a lot like the, second weekend after she had been potty trained and then she said she needed to go potty and there was a there was a bathroom at the park and i took her in there and um i was in the stall with her and i was sort of holding her because it was a big toilet seat and she just looked up at me in this bathroom and just imagine yourself coming in walking into this restroom no context for what's going on and just hearing a little like four-year-old voice saying it's okay you can watch as it reverberates (laughs) through, through the bathroom um, 
And I was like, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So no, that's when you need to say, I was like, okay, I will, I will look over here. You can go potty. Yeah. You just got to reinforce the fact that you're the parent and you're not just staring at your child going well, to the bathroom. Well, no, I'm, and I, I was just looking sort of up and away, but I was holding on to her. You know, so that she wouldn't. Well, I'm saying you have to verbally announce to everyone. Fortunately, there was the no bathroom. one else in the restroom, but I, I, uh, I was at that moment going, "Oh God," because <laughs> I, I also didn't know if anybody, anybody was outside of the restroom. Maybe hear the revert. Like it's an echoey room, right? Yeah, I, I can remember when I would take my kids to the bathroom. Usually, you take them into the men's room, and you and I both have girls, right? So right. all girls. So I take them into the the men's restroom, find a stall usually set them up and then I just turn around the other way and I'd be like, okay, cool. Like do your thing. And then once I hear the flush and everything, like they're good to go. Right. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I wasn't afraid they were going to fall into the toilet. Mira's not as coordinated as you might think. She's gotten a lot better now, but in the like second week from start, like actually being potty trained, still not the <laughs> most coordinated while climbing up onto a, onto a toilet. Well, okay. Getting them up on the toilet seat is fine, but after after you've oh yeah, well then she, on she's holding seat, on for dear life at that point. <laughs> once you've put them on the throne, usually you can be like, okay, cool, like you're good, you know, like I don't. Yeah, that's what it's like now. She's she's figured it out for the most part. Okay, well that's exciting. So now you're only down to one in diapers, right? Yeah, but I gotta say the diapers are really convenient. <laughs> like, uh, me, yeah, I can't tell you how annoying it is to leave preschool or something and have a 30 minute drive and then have Mira go, I need to go potty. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Especially during a pandemic. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. F- finding a restroom when you're out and about is, is always the thing, but there's, there's always one. You can always find one, no matter where you go, you, you can usually find one. Right. Like, and that never goes away. There will always be some kid that needs to go to the bathroom when you're out and about and you find a restroom and you work around it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, the one thing I'll say though, is you have one in diapers right now, which is great. And now you you have the goal in sight of, okay, only a couple more years and then I'm done with diapers. Or are you guys going to do another baby thing? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I thought you would have a more clear answer after four months. Mm, no. <laughs> nope. Okay. No clear answer. That's fine. Because I mean, like, what, what was uh, what was your wife's take on it? Right? Like, was she like a four? I you were it, a, a two. It, it, I think originally it was like four or three or something like that. But you know, we uh, we're doing fine with two. I guess I, I don't know. I'd be like the nagging, you know, parent. And be like, where are my grandkids? Uh, I got two. I need. I need eight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, great. Uh, no, I mean, we're we're doing fine with two right now. And the, you know, it's just keeping on, keeping on. There you go, man. That's awesome. So, okay, the mirror's all potty trained. And how's Ada doing? Well, she got her first bee sting. Oh, cool. Yeah, she went to grab a flower. We have, this, we have this flower plant out on this trellis by our house, which the bees adore. Like, you can literally hear this plant in the middle of the afternoon as the bees are swarming all over it getting all the flowers and everything. Ada went ahead and just grabbed a flower that a bee was on. And there is that. Yep. Oh, but we, we now know she's not allergic to bees, right? Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. I was like, good news. <laughs> not allergic to bees, but we did get, and we also got some really cute, uh, experience of her holding up her thumb and going, a bee bit me. <laughs> and like, you know, the bee, the bee stung you, but yeah. Okay. And then like coming in, we, we like, you know, and then Mira going, oh, daddy, a bee stung Ada. I'm like, yes, I know, Mira. I know a bee stung Ada. And she's like, but daddy, a bee stung Ada. I was like, I, I love, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say that I love how kids are genuinely concerned about their siblings, you know, in times of, you know, pain or hurt and this, and this and that, like they're very, um, just aware and, uh, they try to console and they try to make sure that everyone, you know, knows what's going on. So I, I have to say that that's one of like the cutest moments, right? Is like, like, are they okay? It's like, yes, they're okay. I appreciate like the concern is yeah, exactly. Good, so I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, so the bee bit me. Here's your ultimate dad thing. He's like, yeah, the bee bit you with its butt. 
you know. Um. That well, that would have stuck around for a long time. Mira's very into into she's getting into like butt jokes and things like that. Toilet humor. And like Yeah. Yeah. Um and in fact in in um Sing, the like animals putting on a talent oh, show movie. There's this one clip of these rabbits who are auditioning and they sing, Oh my oh, no. god. Look at Look her but and yeah. Mira likes to sing that and swing her hips around and Ada and yep. Ada does too. She like Oh yep. So they both they both like to do that. But um no, I I like the consoling thing. And Ada has always been a very empathetic kid. Like when Mira throws a tantrum, she'll go over and like rub Mira's back. Mira is a lot less empathetic than Ada is, though. At least currently. Yeah. She's still concerned for Ada, but like if Ada's I guess Ada doesn't really throw that many tantrums though. But like if Ada's hurt, Mira will be like, is she okay? And we'll be like, yeah, we've got it. And then Mira will be like, cool, I'm going back to what I was doing. And like, that's that. Well, Ada will be like, oh no, Mira's yeah. hurt. Oh no. You know, like, uh-huh. It's funny how, you know, they're just, each one is so different. It's so cool. It's crazy. They are, if they didn't look the same, it, I, it, it is, it is crazy how different their personalities really are uh like they just th- their whole way of navigating the world is completely different mira is very much like a barrel through everything just like run head first and and like confront the problems head on and Ada is very much like sort of inquisitive and like looking at things and going and and sort of like seeing problems ahead of time and but then she Usually she like Ada's more likely to give up on something than Mira is though. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of times, like the more cautious ones are a little more apprehensive to you know try things until they succeed, right? So it's building up that confidence. Yeah, a lot of times. And yeah, you have the same thing kind of with our kids. Yeah. Mira, Mira gets frustrated and then she'll give up, but she'll if she sets her mind on something and doesn't get frustrated, she'll stick with it for quite some time. You know, I'm I'm talking about my kids and you know they're they're literally they're right there. You know, ten, ten. You can't even. There's me, no so. there's no escaping them. I'm in quarantine oh, yeah, right well, now, so that's I get not to the problem. Just they're they're just mean dogging me from across the room. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm locked in this room currently until at le- like Monday. Uh, why? I traveled, and then while I was oh, traveling, traveled. uh, there were some people that had been exposed to COVID that I was also exposed to. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so first off, where did you travel? You don't have to go into super big detail. I just traveled but... to Minnesota. Okay, so you went out of state back to Minnesota to see family. Yeah. Just you? Just me. Kids aren't okay. vaccinated. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, well, I figured. Um, okay, so... so... Yeah, I we were. I was already planning separation on... separation from Kevin Bacon? Is, is that where you're at right now? What? You, you know the joke, right? Like that you, everyone's like 10 six degrees, degrees from separation. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Six degrees. From I'm, Bacon, I'm like yeah. one degree from Kevin Bacon or two degrees more accurately. If Kevin if, Bacon uh, being COVID-19 Kevin Bacon being an active case of COVID-19. Got it, got uh, it. So yes, I traveled and I was already planning on spending, uh, basically locking myself away when I got back here just cause the girls are unvaccinated and we can like, we have the ability yeah. for me to, do it and the cdc's website when i looked at it was the least helpful thing ever i was like oh what do i have to do it's like fully vaccinated people do not have to quarantine after travel i was like oh cool unless they're gonna be exposed to people in high risk or unvaccinated i was like hmm yeah okay but that wasn't in the same sentence it was like two separate sections and i was like well which is it if i'm gonna have if i'm gonna be exposed to unvaccinated people when i get back do i need to or do i not need to I'm va- like, it was, it was not very clear. I don't know if they've updated their website since then, but at the time that I was actually like looking, it was not the most helpful in terms of things. So I d- we decided to go for the more cautious approach. Okay. So, uh, I appreciate the sentiment there because with the kids being back in school, I think we've had all of them now have been one degree away from Kevin Bacon, a one degree separation away from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> See, I was going to call this car talk, but now I might be calling this one degree of Kevin Bacon parentheses COVID-19. <laughs> uh, COVID so, Bacon? <laughs> COVID Bacon? <laughs> uh, bacon 19? Um, <laughs> mm. so, so 
in that because our oldest is the only one who's vaccinated. The other, the younger two are not. The rest of our family is. Uh, my wife is a school teacher. She is exposed to, you know, kids all the time, right? So the school had a modified quarantine where they would basically section off that class and they wouldn't have to, you know, they wouldn't interact with the rest of the class um, or the rest of the classes. They'd have their own lunch area. They could only go directly to class. They couldn't do the playground. They'd have to do modified this and that. Um, and that was after, you know, like an indirect, you know, exposure or active case that occurred in the classroom. Um, so they had to do that for a certain amount of days and that was their quarantine period. And then after that, and everyone was being tested in the meantime. Uh, so after no other negative cases in a certain amount of time, then kids got to go back into general population. I know that's a horrible term, but, uh, that's essentially what you wait. Sorry. They call it like general population, like prison. No, that's. That's that's what I, oh, I, I said. Okay, they don't call it general <laughs> <Yeah>. population. <laughs> I'm not saying the school's a prison, but you know. <laughs> Your kids are right there. <laughs> I know, I know. They, they don't they don't get the joke though. It's a joke for us adults. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they don't um, understand what school is a prison means. <laughs> this school is not a prison. <laughs> anyway, uh so the quarantine thing I get. Now are are you going like are you under surveillance testing? So this is the really cool thing with the school is because we have so many kids and so many of our household like going to the school system, they have, you know, surveillance testing you can opt into every every week. And then I'm getting tested twice a week. I get tested so. twice a week through work. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's pretty cool. So at least you know you can quarantine. And you know, when we had the active cases, we're like, well, all these kids are right next to each other. Like, <laughs> what what are we yeah. What are we going to do? Like they all come from the same house. Like, I don't know. So anyway, we have now been, you know, exposed to Kevin Bacon. Um, footloose. It's all good. Footloose. <laughs> well, it's a Kevin Bacon movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm trying to think of others, but I can't actually, which means I'd be very bad at six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No. So this like, Yes, I, I I have testing that I that I'm going through, and the school has testing as well. Are they back physically at school now? Like they've all, oh yeah, they're all they've back in back general since... population. Yes. <laughs> they they've been back in person school um, since late August. No, no, I know that, but they have did, they have did not they have stayed to... home from school because that was the whole thing. Is it was a modified quarantine where they could still attend school, they just couldn't uh, attend like uh, after school activities. That feels like a weird thing but okay <laughs> well the idea was that if you know you can with enough testing and with sectioning off that class you know isolating social distancing that unit oh right? okay so they spread the kids yeah. out in the rooms and everything like that too and yeah yeah, yeah okay right. as much as they can yes so it's been an experience man that's been uh it's been great you know our our kids are really good though i mean i have to say like uh after being out in public, like our kids are really good. They've you're not adopted, just saying that because you know, the they're mask right wearing there. stuff. No, no, like they are really good. Like they remember to wear their masks and they know how to properly wear their masks and they don't complain about wearing their masks and you know they they take care of themselves. I, I think you know um, it's taught some good hygiene lessons for sure. When you said they don't complain about wearing their masks, why did you look over to your left and snap a belt? Wow, that's not what happened. For the record, uh, I'm just looking over to make sure, and they all nodded. Yes. At least one of them did. Ada right? is you all nodded. about wearing her mask. You nodded, right? You're <laughs> nodding? They're all nodding. Let the record show that all my kids are now nodding. Ada is all about wearing her mask. She's she's all about Mira, a lot less so. She does it pretty she does it most of the time, but Ada is like on her way into preschool and it's like mask, give me my mask. Where's my mask? Come on. Oh yeah, how's how's preschool going? You you were still searching the last. Uh, oh, we found yes, yeah, so I was still searching. We found a preschool. It's fantastic. Ada is now there too because our daycare that Ada was going to shut down. <laughs> oh wow, I remember that you had them on like some retainer, basically. Yeah, uh, we had them on a retainer. Ada got to go back for like three months, and then the daycare was like, you know what? Actually, we're just shutting down because apparently a bunch of as Delta was surging, a bunch of parents were just pulling their kids out anyway. Yeah, and so she was like, I can't keep, I can't stay open like this so i'm sorry but you know end of the month is that's when we're that's when we're closing fortunately the preschool where we found that we found from here had one slot for a two-year-old so now they both go to the same place although we, we kind of liked having them in d different places 
Uh, it was a, a little bit. It was more annoying for drop off and pickup, but it was good to have them develop separately. Um, yeah, one degree of separation. Yeah. But on the other hand, now at least from a COVID perspective, the pool of exposure is the same. <laughs> There's not, uh, you know, like, oh, this daycare or, you know, the vec- the number of vectors is smaller. Um, yeah. But fortunately, COVID cases out here are on the decline currently. So let's yep, hope it stays that's, that way. Uh, <laughs> that's, we've been here before, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I think the difference now is that most, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. A lot of people are vaccinated. Something like 70% in in our county. So So everyone get vaccinated. I know we're waiting for the approval for, you know, the younger kids and then all of our household will be vaccinated and that will be a big kind of sigh of relief, you know, or at least just a safety net uh, in case anything happened. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I am really waiting for the approval for vaccines for six months plus. Cause even, even now if they approve for five year olds, Mira's not five, so she can't actually get it, get it yet. But I'm very, I think if you, if you're close enough, I think they can do weight things too. So I know she's always been a bigger kid, so she might actually even qualify. That's for true. Like- Possibly. Um, yeah, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And then obviously Ada's, way far away from <laughs> yeah you got you gotta you gotta wait for that one but we gotta you know. wait for the we gotta wait they're supposed to publish the six months to five-year-old data at the end of this month is it the end of this month i thought they submitted some data that was for okay, five anyway. that was for five to twelve year olds five to, well no no i thought they i saw a news headline so seeing news headlines is not reading the news i know but um I thought I saw something that they submitted for younger kids. They submitted or for they five to twelve years. I know they submitted for five to twelve year olds. Yeah, that that was that's been that's been for a little bit. That, that's that's old news. Um, but six I'm trying to think of a Kevin Bacon reference, but hoping to have data by the end of the month. So cool. Here's hoping, and then and then and then we can start, you know, branching out a little bit more. I have plans to maybe take the girls, just me and the girls, to Minnesota. Once they're vaccinated, so they can go see their family, and uh, you might do a similar thing for visiting family in Illinois and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, coming up, especially around the holidays, is usually when we go visit, you know, Southern California family, and we're trying to figure out timeline-wise what that looks like this year. And I don't know if it's going to look like it. And if the only people that could go are me and you know the older ones. Being like my wife and the oldest one, like, what do we do with the younger ones? How does that work? So we're still, you know, working it all out. Now I'm getting sad faces across the room. Man, this is why I can't talk to you about this kind of stuff. <laughs> Just tell them that whoever gets, whoever stays gets to eat candy and play video games all day while you're gone. All day. Every day. The Nintendo Switch is now your babysitter. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's portable. It has variety. There's probably some educational games on there. I maybe. I mean, Mario teaches you numbers and stuff, right? I mean, Mario taught me how to type, so. He did? Have you never played Mario typing? No, I I did Mavis Beacon teaches typing. I think this is maybe similar, but it's Mario. I mean, probably. (laughs) The other one was the one with the car. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember what that's called, though. You'd like boost whenever you got a word. Like yeah, that. yeah, you get it. You get a word, and then uh, the more words per minute you type, the faster the car. Yeah, the faster yeah. the car goes. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I explored some of those again when I started learning Dvorak. Oh dear God! <laughs> Why did you learn Dvorak? Uh, to reduce RSI. <laughs> well, I wonder if that works actually. That it's it's way better. Let me tell you that much. I don't move my fingers near as much as I used to. Maybe I watch people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you that for me to ramp up from learning QWERTY to Dvorak, like I had to work really hard. Well, yeah. I mean, you're now talking about years and years and years of experience. Yeah, yeah. So it was rough in the beginning. I'm glad I did it. I started pre, you know, COVID, um, and I was actually, you know in a good spot when it would have hit because, and now, and now it's like second nature. So highly recommended. 
especially if you suffer from RSI. I do. It, but I don't think I want to go through the process of learning Dvorak. I, I mean, the cool thing is, pull up Mario, you know, teaches typing. And yeah. just... <laughs> does it run on PC? What does it run on? I think that it's just on the web you can get it now. Like, like I'm 90% sure there is some website that has Mario teaches typing. That doesn't feel like a Nintendo thing to do. I don't even think this is truly a Nintendo. Uh-oh. Like I think it was a licensed thing, you know? Oh, it was like M A A R I. It's on archive.org. Mario. <laughs> yeah. It's in archive.org. It's in the internet archive. We're good. 1992. I'm going to send you the link so you can put it in the show notes. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Hi, right, man. It's, oh, it was, it's, it's oh about my that gosh. Time. It was for MS DOS. Yes. Wow. Really? Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, what's Mario's favorite musical? Oh, boy. Mamma Mia. Yes! <laughs> I can't believe you got that. How does, Yoshi's, <laughs> how does Yoshi feel when he gets hurt? Oh, wait. Uh, I don't know. Dinosaur. Uh. <laughs> that kind of sounds bad in a way. <laughs> especially because like if you think of the injury that yoshi would sustain in the mario games it's usually when mario mounts him how do the mario brothers surf the internet with a web bowser uh, god that was <laughs> stupid that's a good one that one's so dumb but it's good <laughs> thanks for listening everyone if you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at casualdadcast at gmail.com, or you can simply click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. Please also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Not only does it give us valuable information, but it helps others discover the show. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Casual Dadcast.